I'm going to try to share some things with you today that I believe uh, the Lord has impressed upon me. And uh, I want to uh, first just uh, have a short prayer for this service this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you are. Thank you for your love and your patience with us. And we invite your Holy Spirit here to be in our midst today, and I especially invite your Holy Spirit to use me to speak the words that you'd uh, want for us to hear today. Thank you for all these people here today, those who are watching online and those who, who uh, can't get out, can't get to church. We pray a blessing upon them. We ask in Jesus' name. Um, I got kind of a heavy heart today, I guess you might say. My, uh, as you've seen in the, in the bulletin, a couple of fellas who used to attend here passed away. Uh, Doug Johnston, uh, a lot of you remember him. He, uh, he was quite a fella. Doug, I used to call him Dudley Do-Right. And uh, I used to give him a ride to church in the morning because it just so happened I drove right by his place. He used to live on Westlake Drive, not too far from Barry's there, so I'd give him a ride to church. And he loved coming to church. He loved the Lord, and, uh, and he loved to split wood too. He was always after me to have him come out to my place and split wood. And I learned... Uh, yeah, he'd usually make about two whacks with my wooden handle splitting maul, and then he'd break the handle. So then I, I welded a piece of pipe in there so he couldn't break that handle because he loved just flailing away on an unsplittable block of wood. He could spend an hour on one block of wood. He, he loved the challenge. And, and, uh, and I, feel, I feel bad um, because um, he was in the retirement center, and it wasn't too easy to get in to visit with him. I hadn't visited him for probably a year or better, year or two. I felt bad about that. Um, and then Denny Hyde also passed away, and uh, he was a friend of mine too. I hadn't known him for a real long time, but he was a very kind and generous man. He loved to help people who were struggling with... Uh, recovery from addiction, alcoholism, alcoholism especially. He had been an alcoholic and very, just a super guy. He was a friend of mine. You know what? I'm trying not to get choked up here. Uh, uh, shortly after we met, we had a graduation out at my place. And I'm kind of an old farm equipment guy. Well, I had this old steel-wheeled tractor parked not far. The guys kind of like to come and look at it and talk about old tractors and stuff. Well, here, I'd been hoping to find us a road grader for my road. It got kind of bumpy. And, and uh, so I was visiting with Denny, and he says, uh, he says, you know what, Scott? He says, I got a steel-wheeled, an old antique steel-wheeled road grader. He said, I'll give that to you if, if you could use it or if you, you know, if you wanted it. Well, here, he didn't know I had been looking for one of them probably for years, and I tried, it not, tried not to act too excited about it, and I said, I said, yeah, I maybe would be interested in that. <laughs> so, so every time I'd use that road grader, which I did not too long ago, I'd think of Denny, and I had him even on my contacts, and then I'd forget to contact him, or, you know, to call him, see how he was doing, and, and he's gone now. So what I'm learning is uh, if there's people that you know and love that, that aren't doing real well, I, I need to get a hold of them, and I encourage you to, too, because you never know. Every day is a gift. Another friend that I used to visit in the retirement center, his name was Bill, and he's probably listening right now. And uh, Bill, if you're listening, how you doing, buddy? Hey. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyhow, that's kind of where I'm at today. And we've uh, um, 
Yeah, another a good note. Um, I've been so busy here lately, I forgot. It's my mother's birthday today. She would have turned 100 today. She passed away a few years ago. But uh, she was such a godly woman. Uh, the reason I'm alive today in more, reason, more ways than one is because of my mother. She uh, not only gave birth to me, but she prayed for me. I was not a very good son. I hate to admit it, but she, that woman prayed, prayed me in. If she only knew some of the stuff that I did that God spared me from. I should have been dead many times over, really. And uh, and anyhow, I just as well slow, throw this in while I'm at it. Um, as I've experienced life, um, I believe the closest thing that we see on this earth to God's love is the love that a mother has for her children. I say that as a tribute to you mothers out there. God bless you uh, for that unconditional, unfailing love that you, that you have for your children. And, uh, okay, where should I go now? Oh, and there's, there's other people in this congregation. They're going through a really hard time now. I think of Brother Bruce uh, Beckman. He's going through a really hard time now. And uh, Verda Herb, you know, she's coming. She's coming to the end. And uh, I encourage us to be mindful of these people and their families to keep them in our prayers. And I want to express a special welcome to any visitors we have here today, or visitors online. And, uh, you know, we're living in kind of difficult times right now. And I believe people are, are seeking the Lord now. At least I hope so. And uh, I want to uh, encourage you in that. Um, it, another an interesting thing that happened this year last week, it was my spiritual birthday on October 20th. And uh, I turned 45 in the Lord, October 20th. And uh, so that, that was really a... Thank you, thank you. That's really an important date to me. I'll, I'll never forget it. It was the, the turning point in my life. And uh, when I come to the Lord, I was not a real spiritual type of a guy. Matter of fact, I didn't think I could be spiritual. I knew Christians. My mother was a Christian. My sisters were Christians. I had a brother who was a good Christian, and I didn't think I could even be a Christian because I knew how rotten I was. But, you know, there's a verse. Jesus said it in... in uh, Matthew 5, 3, he said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And uh, I, I was uh, spiritually nowhere. I considered myself spiritually bankrupt. But just because a person doesn't know a whole lot about God or a whole lot about spiritual things, that is not a problem with God. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you a little secret. I'm still poor in spirit. I know I need God every day. If I'm ever going to get anywhere, it's because of God's help. And um, so if you feel like you're poor in spirit, that's actually a good thing. Keep that way. It's not about us, it's not about me, it's not about you, it's about God working in us. And, uh, and the Bible says we, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. It's, that's a powerful promise. So, anyhow, uh, and it also says, okay, here's another really, I'm sharing some of my favorite scriptures with you this morning, today. 
And if you don't like what I'm preaching, maybe the pastor will let you preach next Sunday. But you're going to have to listen. You'll have to listen to me. Uh, Jesus said in uh, 11, 28 through 30, he said, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I used to think, well, that Christianity, I never could measure up to it. I never could. That's too much for me. Um, But Jesus calls out to us, come on to me. All you who labor and are heavy laden, and I learned the hard way. I used to think, well, in order to really enjoy life and to really be free and have fun, you just got to party every day and and (laughs) jump into sin with both feet, and then you'll really experience life. But I learned the hard way that that sin will wear you out and it'll wear you down. And it did. by the time I was 19 years old, I was all played out. I was ready to give up on life. I thought, if this is all there is to life, I may just have to check out because I, I don't think I can take any more of it. And, but it actually was a good thing because it actually drove me to God. Up to that point, I didn't have much time for God. And uh, here I was starting to get spiritual and I didn't even realize it. <laughs> the, the Holy Spirit was kind of sneaking up behind me. And, uh, and I learned that uh, Jesus' Jesus' way of life is the way to live. It's where there's real freedom. Jesus said, uh, I have come to give them life and life more abundantly. And I find that to be true. I, I can say that uh, with all confidence. So, anyhow, yeah, so if we've, if there's people out here today listening to me who feel like you're spiritually poor, that you, you just ain't got what it takes, simply ask God to help you. Ask him to save you. Jesus went through a lot of trouble to save us sinners. And, uh, and he did a good job of it. But, but we need to do our part, and that is to ask him and to invite him. And he will. He's not playing hard to get. He's not trying to ignore us. He's reaching out to us. Isn't that wonderful? Reaching out to us miserable sinners. Okay, I am going to read just a little bit about my This book here is a devotional called Hope for Each Day, written by Billy Graham. I don't worship Billy Graham, but I sure appreciate the guy. He's dead now. He's gone from, or like he said, he just changed addresses. He's no longer down here. He's up in heaven. But his ministry still still is reaching out to people, and I really appreciate this devotional. I'm going to read one of the the days... uh, uh, out of this devotional, and uh, I've, you know, I've been, I've been uh, taking more time for the Lord, um, and um, I don't watch TV as much as I used to. You probably heard me share this, and I don't, I don't go online anyway. My stupid uh, smartphone, it's always beeping at me and sending some kind of stuff there, news alert or whatever. and and But I try not to even get into that because most of it's not even worth looking at. It's kind of interesting. It is interesting. It'll it'll get your attention and, and want to keep keep you. Kinda, it'll kind of hook you, you know. And if you aren't what? If you aren't careful, fellas, there'll be some porn site or something on there try to hook you. So we, you know, I'm, I'm learning not to even look at that stuff, even, you know, what's on TV, most of it, even if it is interesting, even if it's the news, you can't believe, I maybe shouldn't say that, can't believe half of it anyway. But the Word of God, you can trust. You can put your confidence in God's Word. It's true, it doesn't change, and it'll it'll feed your soul. So here's what uh, Brother Billy has to say 
October 18th, God wants our fellowship. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Don't get much simpler than that. If we, if we start seeking God, drawing near to him, he draws near to us. Can't get no simpler than that. What a blessed promise and provision this is. It means each of us can come close to God with the assurance that he will come close to us. So close that we become conscious of his presence. This is the greatest experience we can know. To be in God's presence, um, to spend time with God, it's an awesome thing. There, there ain't no substitute for it. I'm hoping we can uh, let this soak in a little bit. But for most of us, this isn't easy. Life presents us with too many distractions. And the last thing we have time for is to be alone with God. Children, work, television, the internet, even church activities can drain away our time. Maybe you will have to readjust your priorities. Maybe you will have to say no to certain activities or demands. Whatever it takes, make time to be alone with God. Remember, he wants your fellowship and he has done everything possible to make it a reality. He has forgiven your sins at the cost of his own dear son. He has given you his word and the priceless privilege of prayer and worship. He will come near to you if you will come near to him. And he has a little, he always has a little note at the bottom called hope for today. It says, the God who created the universe desires your presence. Take that in for a moment. The God, the, the God of the universe desires your presence. I'm going to tell a little story here. I got to know and become neighbors to and, uh, and um, be friends with who I believe was probably the wealthiest man in this whole region. He was one smart fella and one very wealthy fella. But it seemed kind of funny. He didn't seem to have a lot of friends. And when he was getting up there in years, I would try to stop in there occasionally once a month or once a week or whatever just to visit with him. And he had, his wife had died. He was, he was getting up there in years. But he had a caretaker there. And uh, I would stop in and, you know, knock on the door or whatever, ring the doorbell. And, and uh, she would say, quite often. He'd be napping a lot. He'd nap more than I did. But uh, uh, she would say, well, he's sleeping right now. And I'd, I'd say, well, I'll come back another day. And she'd say, no, no, no. She said, I'll wake him up. She'd say, uh, he always appreciates when you stop in to visit him. And I considered that such an honor that he he enjoyed my company. You know, he, and uh, God even more so. He desires when we take time for him to visit with him. He's always got time. And I find that to be so amazing. He is always ready to speak to you. He's always glad that you came. Go to him often and obey his every word. So God's got time for us. He's just awaiting and looking forward to our visit. I encourage us to do it every day. If, you, uh, if you're struggling in any way, God is our source of strength, of love, of peace and joy and happiness. Okay, last time I spoke, I didn't have a whole lot of time to prepare, but I, I did have some, some stuff to share. And today we're going to go and cover some of that again. So uh, if you feel like this is repetitious or you're maybe thinking, oh, no, here he goes again. That guy's just like a broken record. 
but it, it's some good stuff, and I believe it's something that the Lord really wants us to know and walk in. So, <coughs> excuse me, today's message, of course, is on love. And uh, we're going to take a look at some scriptures. First uh, John 4, 7, and 8. I'll share that with you right now. It says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God. These last few words are so powerful. For God is love. God loves us. No, no, don't should be no doubt in our mind about that, that God loves us. And he also has called us to love. And you know what? He has also equipped us to love. I think the problem that we have, or at least I have, I don't always choose to love like I should. And I believe the Lord's speaking to me, maybe to you too. I got to pick this up about two, three gears, about two, three notches. And um, with God's help, it's going to happen. And uh, because he wants it to happen. He's, he's waiting. He's wanting to do that work in us. We just got to work with him. It's kind of like a partnership. You've maybe heard me share that before. Me and Mike go into partnership together. Mike here, he's a good guy. I know he works. He's a pretty smart fellow, too. He can fix stuff and run a chainsaw and all this and that. And I say, okay, Mike. We're going to go into partnership starting next week, starting tomorrow. As a matter of fact, it'll be Monday tomorrow morning. And uh, I got all the equipment, got all the insurance, got all the advertising. I got more jobs lined up than we can get done in a year. All you got to do is get your butt out of bed and show up for work at 8 in the morning. 8 o'clock comes, no mic. Noon comes, still no mic. Get a call at 8 o'clock that evening. Well, I had kind of a rough night last night. I, uh, um, But we'll see you in the morning. All right. Tuesday morning shows up. Still no mic. So he calls me at 8 o'clock that night and says, yeah, I had another rough night. Couldn't sleep. Was Well, I was up watching TV till 3 in the morning. I have to say, well, Mike, I guess this partnership ain't going to work so good. Because... You got to do your part. We we have to do our part too. You know, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, but but we have to do our part too. And uh, and I'm so glad that God offered to take me in as a partner, because He's got everything. All I got to do is show up in the morning, and um, and it gets better. Oh, oh. This fellow is led by the Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, it's cold, too. All righty. Oh, that hit the spot. Good old Adam's Ale, best beverage in the world. First thing in the morning, I get up, I drink a cup of cold water, take my vitamins, and then after a while, I drink some water pollution. Coffee. Any, anything other than uh, water is water pollution. Did you know that? All right. Okay, so I'm going to go back. We're going to take a look at what love is, and that's uh, 1 Corinthians um, 13. I'm going to read that. I'll try to read it quick here so we can get, get somewhere today. And uh, you probably all know it by heart, but I'll read it anyhow. It says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries, all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It's not proud. It's not puffed up. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. 
It is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity or sin, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. This verse, this, these three words here, I find are so amazing. It says, love never fails. We, we can't go wrong by loving, by continuing to love. But whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, and I, I am not against these gifts of the Spirit, believe me. I believe that they are for today. Um, but when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. When Jesus comes back, a lot of this stuff, we won't have any use for it no more. But until then, we do. I, know, I don't know about you. I need the Holy Spirit. I need to walk in love. And uh, I need his strength and power. <clears throat> when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dim- dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I am also known. And now abideth faith, hope, and love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. So we, we need faith, we need hope, and we need love, but love is the most important. We need to keep that in mind. Okay, and then I'm going to, we'll talk briefly about the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, yep, looks like we got time. I'm going to try to get as far as I can here today, folks. Uh, hope you can stay awake and stay with me. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay, it says, uh, Galatians 5:22 through uh, 25, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. And I asked this last time, are, are we bearing fruit? Do we got fruit? Are we bearing, do we have love? Um, fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Anybody have anything against uh, against love and joy and peace? Probably not. Those are all wonderful fruits that uh, that we should grow in. I, I know I sure appreciate those fruits in other people. I'd much rather come across somebody who is full of joy and peace and happiness than some grumpy old cuss that you can't wait to get away from. You know, and God can uh, produce that fruit in us, and He does. It's a natural byproduct. None of you folks ever ever had any trouble with drinking or drugs or anything like that. But I compare it to uh, um, when we get Jesus Christ in us, when we get the Holy Spirit in us. It has an effect on our outward being, our outward behavior. And kind of like the alcoholic, if he sits down and drinks a quart of whiskey, it's not too long, and you'll notice there's quite a change in his behavior. Matter of fact, he may even fall on the floor. And uh, it it makes a difference. If we have God in us, if we have Christ in us, it's going to have an outward effect on us, and people will notice the difference. Matter of fact, people probably want to be around you. You know, Jesus, when he walked on this earth, he was so full of love, I believe. I wasn't here when he was, but he was so full of love, he would draw a crowd instantly. People would come and throng around like we watched on on, uh, last Sunday night here. He was ministering. He was healing people from morning till night. People loved him. He, he brought him hope and healing and health and salvation. And you know what? He still is today. 
And he might just want to use you to bring it about. He's not on this earth anymore, but he can dwell in us and we can reach out to those that are in need. So, yeah. Yeah, we need, we need God's spirit. <laughs> we need to bear fruit. I don't know about you, but I want to bear fruit. I don't want to be some dried up old dead tree. I want to be a live tree that's got a lot of apples on it for uh, people to come by and enjoy. Okay. Okay, so what, uh, what jams us up? I got some unpleasant things to share with us here. What jams us up? How come we don't walk in the love and in the spirit that, uh, that we should be? There's, there's something that happens, that can happen, and I'm afraid to say it, but it will happen. And uh, all right, Jesus told his disciples in in Luke 17, 1, he says, Then he said to the disciples, It is impossible that no offenses should come. I hate to say it, but in this life, offenses are going to come to you. I don't care who you are. Sooner or later, I don't know if I should say this on TV, you're going to get pooped on. And probably more than once, maybe maybe once a day. And we best get we best get used to it. And um, yeah, he said it's impossible that offenses won't come. It's going to happen. But there is a way that we can deal with it. Yeah. There are, okay, I'll read some more scripture here. It says, uh, it says, but woe to him through whom they come. It'd be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. It says, take heed to yourselves. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day, and seven times a day returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. And the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. They knew that this was a, a difficult thing. And, and if we're dealing with Christians and we're having a struggle or whatever and, and we can confront, be honest with them and they repent and, and whatnot, that's great. And hopefully it'll work that way. But it don't always happen that way, I'm sorry to say. It could be the person that offended you or hurt you may not have no respect for God or you at all. So then what? Okay. Ephesians, okay, Ephesians 4.15. We're going to take a look at that briefly. And uh, it says that, I don't think I put a marker there, but it says, I'll just read it. It talks about speaking the truth in love. We will in all things grow up into all things that is in Christ. So speaking the truth in love is so important as as believers, if if you see somebody who's doing something wrong or whatever, if you, if you need to correct them, be able to speak the truth in love. That this is an area that I am growing in personally. I I hate confrontation. I'll be honest with you. I don't like confronting people. It's hard for me to do. There was a time where I'd let it go till it bothered me so much. I'd like to go after him with a 16-pound maul. And, and do it in anger. But that is not the way to, to correct somebody. You know, we, we need to do it in love. Okay. 
I'll read out of uh, Galatians 6, 1 and 2. Which, just uh, bear with me for a minute here. It says, Brethren, if any man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. So if we are to be spiritual, we should try to restore that person in a spirit of gentleness. Because you know what? We're made of flesh too. It could happen to us too. And, then, and when we do that, when we reach out to somebody who is struggling or, or in a bad way, we're bearing one another's burdens and also fulfilling the law of Christ. That's a big thing. God help us. Okay. Now we're going we're gonna to step things up another notch. Jesus um, told his disciples in Matthew 5, 38 through 48, he says, And you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Excuse me. This is some heavy stuff here. I gotta have a drink. It says, but I tell you not to resist an evil person, but whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him also. If anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. Go the extra mile. Give to him who asks of you and from him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. I hate to say this, but I'm going to mention it right now. This could be talking about people in your own family. But that's, that's the calling. That's what I call it, the higher calling that Jesus is calling us to as believers. When they poop on you, when they don't appreciate you, don't show any respect toward you, love them anyway. Love them that much more. And um, here's another little thing. Don't expect nothing in return. That's the way Jesus was. That's, that's what he's called us to be too. That's how he's called us to live. That book on martyrs, I've mentioned it before I read that book. That's such a good book. I think every Christian should read it. Those, those martyrs, God bless them. They walked in this. They, they were here. They were walking in this. When their enemies were persecuting them, torturing them and killed them, they loved them anyway. <laughs> it's amazing. And, uh, and we can do it too. That, that sure would eliminate a lot of problems if we would just walk in love. And I know there's people in this congregation. I know some of your situations, your circumstances. I take my hat off to you. <laughs> for walking in love, for hanging in there and pressing in, for not giving up. I take my hat off to you. Yeah, God bless you. Keep it up. Okay. 
Yeah, I'll read this again. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven, for he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? That's not too hard to do, love those who love you. Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brethren only, what, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so? Therefore you shall be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. To, to love our enemies, love those who aren't not loving us back, to keep reaching out to them. I think, I'm going to ramble on just a little bit longer here. I think of uh, of Dave Wilkerson and and Nikki Cruz. I think of a fellow I got to listen to not too long ago. His name was John Turnipseed. Any of you ever hear of him? They they made a movie of his life. It's really good too. And uh, Nikki Cruz as John Turnipseed. They were some bad dudes. They were killers. Um, Nikki threatened to put a Nikki threatened to kill Dave Wilkerson. And Dave said, I'll, he said, you can cut me in at a thousand pieces. Every piece will say, I love you. We'll love you. <laughs> and uh, Dave could have got offended. He could have said, gee, I am not going to talk to that guy anymore. He just about killed me. But no, he kept reaching out to him. And, uh, and Nicky Cruz got saved. He's still preaching. That happened back in 1958. I listened to Nicky Cruz do a little preaching about a year ago. Man, I couldn't believe that guy looked great. He was 80 years old, and he still had the anointing on him. But anyway, I just wanted to say they, uh, Wilkerson and this other guy reached out to Johnny Appleseed. They didn't give up just because they could have. I probably would have, but they didn't. They, they kept extending, reaching out in love, and in Wilkerson's case especially, that became a worldwide ministry. We, we have people here today who are fruit of that Teen Challenge ministry that started with uh, <laughs> Nikki Cruz and World Challenge just because this scrawny little preacher from the country hills of Pennsylvania went right down into the heart of New York City and reached out to these bloodthirsty gang members. And, uh, and same with that uh, Johnny Turnipseed, that guy, Johnny Turnipseed, he was, yeah, like I said, one bad dude. He was a killer, and he told that guy, he said, get out of my neighborhood. Don't come, I don't want to see you back here again. You know what? You'd come back the next day, keep reaching out to him, and uh, it bore fruit. So we can, we can walk in that kind of love too. Uh, I just wanted to say, uh, I'm going to read a little bit out of 1 Peter 7 and 8. I'll have you out of here pretty quick now, so uh, just if you can hang with me a little bit longer. I'm just about done. If all goes well, you won't have to hear me for a long time, so just hang, hang with me. It says... Uh, It says, but the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. And above all things, have fervent love for one another. For love will cover a multitude of sins. That if we're really walking in love, people can do bad things to us. They can poop on us. And we can walk above that. We can, uh, we can still love them. That's, that's the way out, is love. Love is the way out, that we can go above it. That we don't have. And just one more thing I wanted to say. If we have a tendency, I, I have a tendency of going into the molly grubs, like, oh, poor me. 
you don't know what they what happened to me. You don't know what that person did to me. And I'm not going to minimize that because I know we go through some very hurtful things. I, I'm not going to deny that. But I think the worst thing that we can do is go into a pity party where, oh, poor me, I'm, things are so bad. That's, that is a trap, a huge trap that the enemy sets out for us to fall into. And uh, we, we can't go there. Instead, we've got to go to love, love and forgiveness, not, not the pity party. If you don't remember anything else today, remember that. Don't go into the pity party. I'm not going to join you. Most people won't either. And, uh, but to go, go to love. And, uh, okay. And, okay, here's, here's some other things we can do. I'm kind of going off on another tangent here, but we can reach out. Not only can we survive, not only can we go to love to sustain us, but to reach out to others, others who are in need. Uh, there's some real basic, simple things like uh, getting uh, Gordy. Gordy's going to have to get moved. Fellas, if you got some time this coming week, if you're just sitting around twiddling your thumbs anyway, watching the boob tube and wasting your time, see if you can help help them. Gordy could use some help. And, uh, and uh, yeah. Other, okay, I'm going to read just one more thing now here, folks. Just one more thing. You know, God's very concerned about those who are going through difficult times. He, he says in James that pure religion is to visit the widows and the fatherless. You know, just a simple thing like that. God's concerned about people who are uh, going through a difficult time, who needs some help, needs some encouragement. That's something we can all do. I, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, visit those who are shut in. I know it's kind of tough now and COVID restrictions and whatnot. Okay, but I'm going to read this here. It says uh, in Matthew 25, 34, I encourage you to read that whole chapter. It says, Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you a drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. So just reaching out, helping those in need and and uh, you maybe don't have the wherewithal to go to Africa. We got a family who, um, the Shoyer family, they are going to be going into Africa pretty soon now. It hasn't been easy for them. He sold, they sold their house, everything. They packed up to move to minister down in Angola. And I'm not saying that God's called every one of us to do that, but, but you know what? I bet you every one of us got some finances that we could help the ministries that are reaching out to the poor and the needy. And uh, I, I personally give to several. I, I probably should give more. But, uh, but I know there are some worthwhile ministries that can, and they're, they're reaching out. They're getting to the people who really need it. So that, that's, that's one area that we can help in, if nothing else. And to pray for those just one more thing. We're going to go to Romans 13, 8 and 4. I promise you, we're going to close with that. It says, uh, 8 through 14, it says, 
Owe no one anything except to love one another, for he who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not bear witness, bear, excuse me, bear false witness, you shall not covet. If there is any other commandment, they are summed up in this saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfillment of the law. And in doing this, knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of your sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand, therefore let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry, not not in wild parties and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no fulfillment for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. So it's time. Time is wasting. or We're getting closer to the end. It's no time to be living in sin. It's time to Walk with God. Walk in love. I shall close this with a word of prayer. The altar will be open. If, if anybody has any need, uh, there will be a team of people up here that would be happy to pray with you. And uh, God bless you all. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you that you've, you loved us and that you have equipped us to love others. Thank you for each person here today and those who are watching online and on TV. God and uh, Heavenly Father, I especially want to pray for for Gordy and Bobby Joe, that family who's going through a very hard time right now. Especially want to pray for the Beckman family. God, we pray you'd bring comfort and healing to Bruce and, and to the Beckman family and others. I, the list goes on and on. We just want to pray. Pray for those who are in mourning who have lost a loved one here recently. We ask these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you, and you may be dismissed. <laughs>